0: Unshackled, at MJ Unpacked, at New York. Those didn't quite work well together, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a new world. I can redefine language if I want to. You can redefine anything nowadays, right? Right. Anyway, so Demetri Downing here, uh, back, of course, with the co-host, with the mostest.
1: George Stanchett, Pure Extraction. Faster, Mm -hmm. cheaper, better extraction. And cleaner. And cleaner, of course.
0: We got to change that. We got to keep... Adding adjectives on there. <laughs> <laughs> Best extraction machine on the market. Also a friend from Arizona, co-host and trading of me unshackled, and uh, we are pleased to be joined with a very joined by a very important organization that's doing some great stuff. And so the ladies are going to introduce themselves, and then we're going to talk about their organization. Don't talk too much about your organization at first. Let's talk okay. about you.
2: Okay. Well, hello. <laughs> My name is Debbie Cherguy. I'm the executive director of Americans for Safe Access. Um, I have been an advocate for the cannabis industry for about six or seven years now. Um, and guess what? I'm not a patient. And I just, you know, I just want people to know that you don't have to be a patient to know this is medicine. You don't have to be a patient to know that it's helping people. You don't have to be a patient to believe in the movement and advocate for the movement. Um, And so I'm just here representing people that know cannabis is medicine, that know it's safe, safer than many other drugs, um, and to encourage people to get educated about it.
0: And you're the executive director of ASA? Yes. And we'll talk about what that is in a second. What were you doing before you became executive director? Is that a full-time thing? It's kind of
2: funny, actually. Yeah, it's a full-time job. But what I was doing before was I was actually uh, doing some health research in smoking sensation. So I was trying to get people to stop smoking Uh nicotine. And I went from going to getting people to stop smoking to getting people to smoking something else.
3: (laughs) Way better than nicotine. (laughs) Yeah. So I was
2: working for the... um, uh, SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, <laughs> working on smoking. So.
0: I think I heard the story somewhere before. <laughs> you may have. That's a good story. I was a prosecutor, and oh. then I came into the industry as a businessman in 2012, and uh, my first thought when I came to the industry was like, hey, you know what? My family's making a lot of money. It's cool. It's just another in- industry. Somebody figured out a politically viable way to get high. It's all good. These <laughs> hippies are clever. You know, I don't consume, I'm a patient myself. Let's just figure out what's going on and make some money. After three or four years, I became probably the strongest advocate for liberty, adult choice, and freedom that this industry could possibly ever have. I literally will rip people's throats out (laughs) if they take away my freedom. And whether or not I want to use cannabis is not the government's business. Whether or not I want to use heroin is not the government's business. As long as I'm an excellent individual... I um, was thinking about how much coffee I abuse, uh, but that's the goal, right? right. And, uh, and, and so in that, I'm not a patient or a therapeutic user or a user by choice or recreational user, whatever they want to self-define as, but I am an advocate for freedom and freedom of choice. So that's kind of my journey and, um, yeah, become a big, real huge uh, defender of, of, of those rights and uh, let's introduce you before I keep talking about me
3: <laughs> So uh, I'm Piper Lindy. Um I joined Americans for Safe Access uh, in September as a volunteer uh, development uh, manager. And uh, I, I got to Debbie. I met Debbie through the New Maryland MCST program, which I did the graduate program there uh, before that uh, was advocating in Texas since uh, 2014 and the reason i was advocating in texas is because my son is a medical cannabis patient so he um has lennox Gesto syndrome and uh, when medications weren't working he uh we turned to cannabis he was really at um a sad uh state with tons of seizures happening all of the time and he was barely interactive with us uh we gave him cannabis because nothing else was working and he came to life immediately overnight and so um didn't have seizures for six weeks Uh, but one of the reasons that advocating and helping out with americans for safe access and (laughs) debbie does so much work it's it's insane how much work debbie does and um i think you know something that's so meaningful to me is that debbie participates in in this advocacy so much and you know devoted to it and uh she's she's not a patient she doesn't have a patient in her immediate family so it's like all this stuff I feel like I owe to Debbie and other uh other advocates that have participated in in getting us bringing us what we have now um and my son benefits so much from it but we have we still have a, a long way to go. So we don't have federal ad- access. And we're working on uh, getting federal um, legislation passed. If you're interested, it's on our website. You can find it at safeaccessnow.org uh, slash model legislation mm-hmm. and, um, and, and read over it. And, you know, I, I, we had a discussion about, you know, possibilities this morning. You said you hadn't read it, but, you know. We're the if- media about it. <laughs>
0: Don't trust the media. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: He wants. He's a lawyer. He wants media. to read the whole bill. But I encourage I love, you know uh, you people I to. I'll send
2: read. it to you. I, we, I, we have it all written out. We wrote the whole legislation.
0: And, and we're gonna dive deep into you right now. Just let me make one more joke. <laughs> I know, want
3: one more thing too. It, yeah. It, yeah, you go first.
0: Then we'll get to you. So let me make my joke. Okay. So you know, I like to talk about fake news, like the fake news of prohibition. <laughs> <laughs> right? People don't. Uh, fake news doesn't exist. Yeah. See, Prohibition.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the fake news joke, huh? so I've got a joke before I finish what I was okay. saying before. Yeah, it's like the slippery slope. The slippery slope. <laughs> I hate when legislators tell you about the slippery slope. Mm, it's slippery like slope. Slope. the yeah. slippery slope is the morality of letting people continue to suffer when we have something that can help them. We just need to have interstate commerce and and remove those burdens of like 280e things that are making you know cannabis business so difficult to get profit you know profitability in so we need to clear the way with uh, federal legislation and 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 let these companies start spending money t- and getting studies approved to figure out how to medicate cuz my son this was the end of the story my son doesn't no. have complete control. He has eight months of seizure freedom and about four months where he relapses. Sorry. And so I feel like if, if we did have this legislation, then uh, we, could, we could get better solutions for people like him and others.
0: We're going to get technical with Debbie here in a second because okay. we're going to dive deep into the organization and the legislation. Okay. But let me make one more comment because after my joke, your comment, this life is didn't think a I was slippery funny. slope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what I
0: realize, everything's a shade of gray. Yeah, You know, so slippery slope is just another way of saying gray. There's very little things that exist in black and white. So I made my mission in life to be that line in between yin and yang, that space between the two of them. That is the slippery slope. That is the gray area. That is the reality of lives that we all live. Anyway, so I like that song about slippery slope. Anyway, so (laughs) slippery slope, who cares? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I know. Seriously, right? We care about people's lives. Right. Yeah, Stop telling yeah, exactly. me whatever medical
0: legislation is talk Who lives in yin and yang or up and down or left and right? I mean, are we all, most people that I know, including me, live in that little space that's yeah, undefined in between like yin that. and yang. Those guys had it all wrong.
3: And and so. the thing is that that gap that's yes. getting into the gap, right? Right. <laughs> right. Of. Uh, of living is important to have these conversations. Like we didn't agree on everything this morning, but we had uh, we had conversations about it. And I'm going to be looking into your point of views more. And yeah. I hope you're going to be looking at the legislation for Americans for Safe Access That's, more. And then we can have conversations follow up. Conversations. I thought we agreed on everything. What conversation <laughs> were you
0: having? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> what room were you in?
3: <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, I favor uh, because you know I think. What well, didn't we agree on? It? I think it's for sensitivity. Uh, for me i feel like i i, I don't know i guess I, maybe i'm wrong because you know it was early in the morning right oh, but um i i like i like regulations to protect my my baby oh no, 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 know? no we, we agree on that
0: <laughs> okay we agree that Let's the licensing caps okay we need licensing okay. and we need regulation but there's that big misconception that licensing caps have to exist when you have licensing you know, those guys that are selling hot dogs in this corner, street corner down here, they have. they have licenses. They're under the health department. But anybody who wants to, although it's probably a little bit more expensive, can go down to the New York City food department, whatever it is, and say, "I want here's my $100. I want a cart. I got this corner. I've leased this space. So I'm, there's only a certain amount of space in the world, so yeah. that's a little different thing. But I want this license from the government, and I'm going to do it safe the way that the government says it has to be done. So that's licensing, and that's okay. But licensing caps Caps. prevent people from participating, and I would argue all day long that they oppress people because it limits an individual's ability to get involved unless they have money, lawyers, and lobbyists, and that in the the end hurts the downtrodden the most. That's Adam Smith's argument, and well,
3: you know,
2: but there are certain states that have too many businesses, so many that they're not making any money. So I kind of in the I'm in the middle there. Like I believe
0: that
2: there shouldn't be. The really restrictive license caps that there are in certain states that make it impossible for everyone to get the access they need. But in some states, it's just so crazy that no one's making any money because there's just businesses on every single corner. So.
0: And then they will fail.
2: Yeah. And yeah. that's the nature that's of okay, reality.
0: That's, that's how business works. <laughs> yes. I don't have any kids, though, so maybe I'm a little bit more cruel. <laughs> so, you just can't throw them into the mix. They also, have to be supported. Okay, enough about all yeah. this stuff. Debbie, tell us about the organization.
2: So, yeah, so we just celebrated our 21st birthday. So we've been around since 2002. We started out in California uh, before there was even a legal industry. When we started out, there was only about you know, a few businesses that were running, but they were all running illegally. Um, And we decided there needs to be a, a legal and safe place for patients to go to get their medicine. We really appreciated those businesses, you know, risking their lives providing medicine for people. And to this day, I still appreciate all those people that were... Um, that worked in this industry before there was an industry to provide medicine, but we wanted a safe place where businesses could be safe, there weren't any raids, um, and patients could get safe medicine. So we started out in California, and we kind of worked our way across the country, helping to change the laws in the other states. We have over 150,000 members in every single state and jurisdiction Um, who advocate on our behalf. So what we do is we teach people how to advocate, but we also give them the tools. So we'll write letters that they can just easily just push a button and send to their legislators, um, or federal, state or federal. um, And we help them with, you know, um, paths forward, how to not just um, create policy, but improve it as well, because we all know, (laughs) Even in states with medical cannabis programs, even in states with medical and adult use, there's still patients that are suffering uh, because they can't afford it. There's right. no access, or not enough access. There's not enough products. There's not the products they need. <laughs> or
3: they work for the federal government. They work for the
2: federal government. Yeah, like the federal restrictions. They can't, you know, visit their families without either illegally taking their drugs over state lines or not taking their medicine with them. Um so uh, our mission is really to create safe and legal access for everyone in this country, no matter what condition you have, no matter where you live, no matter how much money you have, because we do think that insurance should pay for it.
0: That's good. I like that. Yeah.
2: So uh, we we're really that. we're really fighting for so many things right
0: now. Zero taxes.
2: Absolutely. Patients should not have to pay taxes. Absolutely. Taxes will... are absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's one of the things that I'm gonna be trying to change next year at the legislature in the Arizona legislature is I'll keep pushing for that zero tax thing. And there's a way to do it too. If you increase the adult choice tax by yep. one or two percent, you know who's gonna stand in the way of that more than anyone else? Industry members who don't respect and appreciate the fact that this is a medicine and yeah. this is and the patient should be taken care of first, you know.
2: Well and they really should. And so research has shown, first of all, patients are, are more loyal. To a dispensary and a brand than than adult use consumers. Uh, Patients will go to a dispensary 30% more times than adult use consumers. And if you really think about it, we're we're just on the the beginning of the potential for medical. Once we get in all these big patient organizations, MS Society, Michael J. Fox Foundation, Epilepsy Foundation, who are all like dipping their toes in cannabis, But once we really get them to understand the potential of cannabis as medicine, it's going to be huge. It's going to be one of the best medicines there ever was because it's so much. It already is, but, you know, the stigma is still there. Right. And so once we get that research, um, more research and, you know, more doctors on board and less stigmatized, the potential for the medicine is going to be amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we need those. I mean, it's especially for patients and for medicine, the triple blind studies, the objectiveness. uh, You know, I mean, in the end, we have that with Tylenol. We have that with aspirin. But then aspirin sometimes has negative effects on Mm -hmm. certain individuals, even though it's considered safe. You know, caffeine affects most people the same way. And it's scientifically studied a lot, but it's not always consistent. So,
2: Well, and I think that's important, too, to to do these, these drug and drug interactions to show, like, how cannabis works with other medicines that people may be taking is also very important because we want people to be safe. It's like Rocco.
0: (laughs) We had powdered THC here last podcast and, you know, powdered THC. And Rocco's like, so, you know, the guy was talking about mixing it with water. And Rocco's like, what other substances can I mix that with? (laughs) (laughs) Immediately. He jumps right into, like, he's thinking about Bacardi 151. I don't know what he's thinking. (laughs) Motor oil, I don't know, you know, but you know, oh, but you know, we can. Somebody's <laughs> going to do those studies. Probably Rocco. <laughs> so, but he's not here. Um, but so you guys are also in also so like on the daily. What does your day look like? You know, what do you guys give me through? Like
2: every day's different because so we are we are a national organization. So not only do we do federal stuff, we do things in every single state. And as you know. Legislation, policies changing all the time in every single state. So we start out with some targeted states, um, but then depending on what's going on, we kind of switch it up. Like I might wake up one morning, um, and you know, a new bill has been has been um, introduced or reintroduced, which just happened a few weeks ago. So now we got to do a press release. We got to look into it. We got to see what's going to happen if this goes through. What's going to happen if it doesn't? We analyze all legislation so we look at it and we say what is this going to mean for patients in this state or what is it going to mean for patients nationwide how likely is it to to pass you know who do we need to talk to to help make it pass so there's a a lot of analysis going on into every news article that you see about policy we have been like analyzing it down to the bone to see what we can do to help uh, move
0: it forward. What uh, What do you guys find? Uh, did you have a question? I, wondered, I, I was going
1: to think about the federal I level. I can stuff. ask you a question. I, uh, <laughs> it, this is so huge work that you're doing. Like there are so many areas. Like um, working with doctors, that means you have to educate the doctors. Working with patients, we have to educate the patients. Working with institutions, you have to resolve their issues and yeah. educate them too. So, how do you do that? Is it like uh, social media, writing um, articles, or how you get? Access we do a lot of needs reports. It's be effective, otherwise, there's so many people here. Yes, in there's,
2: and we have. Well, first of all, we have a huge network of people: of medical professionals, legal professionals, patients, industry professionals. We want to see every side of the story. We don't just take one look. We say, "How is this going to affect patients? How is it going to affect businesses? How is it going to affect uh, other people in the state?" Um, but so we kind of take a, you know, a look at all those sides for everything we do. But when it comes to um, doctor education is like a huge thing. Um, I mean, we started looking at doctor education probably seven years ago to see, you know, what can we do to get doctors better educated on this because patients are gonna turn to their doctors and it's a doctor's right to say, um, you know, I'm gonna look into that for you. I may not know about it, but as your doctor, I should look into this and see, is this gonna help you? And right. so we really encourage patients to talk to their doctors, even if you feel like they might say no. We want doctors to hear that patients are coming to them and saying, "I want to look into cannabis as an option." So uh, we really encourage um,
3: patients to talk to their doctors as much as possible. Can I add something on there? So, like you asked about, like
0: I thought you're pointing at something
3: uh, <laughs> communication kind of stuff. So, so oh, yeah. we're a membership organization. So. Uh, people sign up as members and we uh communicate with them on email and then we're also on social media so on linkedin and facebook instagram, and instagram twitter. twitter uh i'm on tiktok <laughs> are you but uh i am piper ASA challenge i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i mean who's not spying on us I hey. <laughs> but um but you know we we when you're a member, you get important notices and things like that. So, um, and membership is one of the things that's really important to showing legislators and policymakers, this is an import- important issue. So we're looking to uh, increase membership and of course, you know, increase funding. Uh, but but the membership is really key and, and it's a grassroots like organization. That. So, um, so that individual participation, not just, you know, not everybody, especially patients, uh, don't usually have surplus income. Uh, so um, we, yeah. we are happy to have people, you know, helping or doing whatever, whatever they're able our to. Our lowest
2: membership is just $25 a year. So that's for veterans and students. And the normal membership is just $35 a year. We're a nonprofit, uh, so we... Normal, like normal
3: Americans for Safe Access, not normal. No, yeah, sorry, just the regular, regular, <laughs> regular. membership. But, but
0: are, are you, you guys know. involved, and, and if I may change the subject for a second, just a federal legalization, yeah. you guys are sort of involved, involved? So we
2: are, yes. Legislation? We have written uh, legislation to federally legalize medical cannabis. So just like, we, just like it went into the other states, medical came in first, and then adult use. Once people realized, okay, this isn't so bad, adult use came in no problem, right? That's how we see it's going to happen federally, because I'm telling you, legalization is not going to happen in the next few years, adult use legalization. Oh. However, if we can get our foot in, we can get medical, which is really most important because patients, Agreed. they don't just use this medicine for fun. They use it because it's life-saving or it's helping them. They need it. We need to get the patients taken care of. So we wrote some federal legalization that's going to protect businesses, protect medical professionals, takes out the taxes, takes out the banking issues. Yeah. Um, and we've been on Capitol Hill looking for a sponsor for it for the last few months. So. That's the
0: Schedule 6 stuff.
2: Yes. Schedule 6. Yeah. So.
0: yeah it all, it's all over marijuana moment.
2: Yeah. So. We'll have a little we're, banner on there. Yes. But we don't work with them. Right. Um, of course not. But, so. yeah, yeah. but yeah, but there's a lot of people. We. We also agree oh, that there should the be a new stuff. schedule created, right. Schedule 6. We're not the only ones that think this way, but it really... It, cannabis really doesn't fit into the other schedules. And it's True. not going to be descheduled, unfortunately. That's not going to happen either. But we definitely believe it is going to be rescheduled this, this session. For sure. How
0: uh, do the lobbyists from some of the cannabis industry groups and uh, companies... Uh, are you guys the ones spearheading this, legis- this uh, legislation? This one, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they come to you. You're the you're, you're lead. You're the tip of the spear. How do the lobbyists uh, feel about their legislation that you So I'm going to
2: be honest. Um, most lobbyists I'm going are... yeah, to be honest. I don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say most lobbyists are for adult use legalization. No right. one can see the vision that we see because we work with patients. We understand their their issues. Sorry. Now so, you're
0: onto something here, but there's a lot of industry. I'll, I'll get yeah. to this thing in a second, but go ahead.
2: Well, as I say, so we've talked to industry associations, but to be honest, all they care about is the banking bill. That's all they care about. They don't they they don't want to help us because their priority is the banking bill.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then industry associations don't, I mean, MEDA has all these members, but there's a lot of competing interests. Yeah. And and a lot of these people all they think about is their bottom line, their niche in the supply chain, how the changes and regulations are going to impact them and their ability to make money. They're so, not there so, for the patients.
3: So one in, of the things that I would like to break in here though about is I what something I don't understand in in doing development work and, and trying I was like I don't understand how Federal access isn't an issue for for industry because yeah. well, it's interstate commerce. It's two eighty e. It's like these are big financial hurdles yeah, that people in cannabis we're have to overcome. The industry, <laughs> yeah. that's
2: what we don't understand. We're like we're literally trying to open this industry for everyone in the country. But the industry get a little
0: closer. So oh sorry,
2: yeah. we're we're trying to help enlarge the industry. We're trying to get access for every single human being in this in this. Um, in this country, like right now, if you live in one state, you can only sell to, what, uh 200,000 people, maybe 300,000. Yeah. There are 6 million current medical cannabis um, patients in the country. Can you imagine going from having to sell to 200,000 to go to 600 million just from legalization?
0: Yes. I You know what? I, your spirit is the right place. <laughs> You're a good person. I'm on your side. So I'm here to help we to play devil's advocate. A couple things. Going to point ahead, out a couple yeah. things, and then whatever it is that someone is telling you, we'll figure it out together and channel your spirit and your energy, take it in the right direction. Okay, deal. Because <laughs> okay. I'm with you. It's all about the patients. So a lot of these lobbyists might say, if we get medical across the finish line, great, but won't that delay? Adult use, adult choice, which is ultimately where we're going to make most of our money. No, think about it. Not, not me. No, they're not. But, no, but, yeah. but, if you, <laughs> if if the, suddenly the federal government says you guys have access to medical cannabis and all the medical states can do whatever they want to do, but we're going to hold on adult use, that could potentially, theoretically, delay adult use, adult choice legislation for another five, ten years, as that issue, that hurdle needs to be jumped. So I'm not. I'm just playing Dale's advocate. So I'm thinking about this like that's one of my maybe very
3: <sighs> Nobody told you about the slippery slope? No, no. Come on. What? No, the but, slippery but, but, slope. But they're they're
0: going like, to be like they're, they're going to like no, no no. Let's not <laughs> No, but they're not going to no, say but this let openly. Me, let me say this the but, opposite. Yeah, they're not going to say this openly. The yet.
2: opposite is true. Fighting for adult use is holding back medical. Patients need this oh, I agree with you on that. You understand? They can't wait. No, five I, years. I, I agree with you on
0: that 100%. So I
2: feel the opposite. I feel like fighting for adult use is holding back the medical movement. We should have access to every, every single patient in this country right. should have access. It's life-saving medicine.
0: I, I, I agree with you. On that. Has, all, all, all I'm talking about is, is because I'm going to play devil's uh, advocate. I for agree with you 100. That 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 the industry members should be everyone, all citizens yeah. of the United States. That's how it used should to be. be medical marijuana allowed? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Should be federally legal. But the way that these lobbyists work is they are hired to achieve right. the specifically <laughs> objectives of their clients. And if they tell, if they think that medical. Uh, federal legalization will somehow slow down the adult use regardless of the good of it they will advise their clients to say no we don't support that we just hold off because that's going to interfere with our ability to get the whole thing Well, yeah so
3: but my point here is that uh for for one thing um legislators aren't listening to lobbyists they have so many lobbyists for different organizations who they're listening to are the patients who come in front of them it's people like me and and debbie and all of the other volunteers who come in and share personal stories so thomas klobes has uh research that indicates the best way to change people's minds about cannabis is to put a patient scenario in front of them and and,
0: and i'm with you on that and legislators would they exactly because i've been lobbying conservative, liberal, left, right, Democrat for 10 years on this subject now that I understand it and unequivocally, passionately advocate for medical, the legislators, they get that. But then the devil's in the details is how the market structure. And, 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 and okay. we're talking about yeah. different things, too, because, right. you know, the, 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 who makes the money? This in this whole conference, everybody's here trying to make money. You know, that, that's what they're here for I'm, I'm not but, yeah, well, I mean that would no, no, no. that would
3: be nice if I could make money <laughs> no, but no, no. I'm here volunteering doing this I'm okay, spending okay. I'm here spending okay, so, money so so, so, me
0: I'm <laughs> trying to get me, laws I, passed I, I'm a unique person because I'm 50% money 50% <laughs> advocacy you know Mita respects the money but and and, and, and respects the advocacy that's why we've developed Meta USA in a way if I can take one second hold your thought you can don't lose your thought you got it save yeah. we're developing Meta USA in a way that is specifically structured around patients and consumers. And this is what I was talking about earlier because what I've seen over the last 10 years is nothing but individuals who are here, there's all the people that care passionately doing the right thing, all the passionately advocating for freedom, for choice, for medical use unconditionally, and then all these people that are just trying to make money. And what happens is when they niche themselves in to the supply chain, whether it's cultivation, manufacturing, or retail, It's not that they no longer care about doing the right thing. They care more about protecting their interests and their little niche in the supply chain. So federal legalization, if and when it happens, absolutely it should happen, needs to happen around their specific interests. They hire lobbyists to protect those particular interests. So for eight years I wrestled with this as I realized the the, the devilness and the greed involved with the lobbyists and lawyers. And finally it came to me that the only people who really give a damn about building in an economy, a market structure, a supply chain that's around the best interests of the patients and the consumers is the brands. And this is a brand conference. And this is one of the reasons why we support the brands, 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 because they want safe, yeah. tested product to get to consumers and patients as freely as possible across state and international lines. Yeah. And they also, have money, and want to make money. So USA is a brand, brand, brand organization. Not to take anything away from a retail organization, a manufacturing organization, a cultivation organization, an organization that represents a particular state that might have a particular agenda, or any of the other groups out there who are going to hire lobbyists to ultimately, not to federally legalize, not to serve the best interests of patients, not to medically legalize, but to protect their financial interests. And and so this is a crazy ass stuff. I love you. I think you're <laughs> great. You're coming at it from the right approach. I'm just saying beware. Well, of the details
2: we get it. we want to protect companies and in, in fact protecting the that's current not, but industry but who cares about protecting companies
0: it's not your, it's not that's your problem in our,
2: that is in our legislation to protect the current industry because we don't want any kind of as problem designed by who patients are suddenly out of medicine because someone comes in and says okay we're going to legalize this but you have to do it this certain way so we want to protect the industry but brands, you're right. Brands are really important. A lot of them actually do care about patients, which we really appreciate. A lot of them have patient-specific products. But once again, I'm, our, we're trying to help the brands. We're saying instead of you oh, yeah. selling just to people in your state, how about you sell to everyone in the whole country?
0: Okay, right there. If, okay, I'm just playing those out here because I'm with you on that. We're mm-hmm. about interstate commerce. But if you said that to me, if you said, you know what, Americans for Safe Access wants interstate commerce, I'm going to be like, uh, if I have a particular agenda that might not work for that, if I have a niche in the supply chain that says, right. yeah, I don't want interstate commerce. For example, if I just put $50 million into a cultivation in New Jersey, okay, and you say, we want interstate commerce, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, that's not the bill that I want. I want a federal bill that says I can protect state rice so I can have little barriers to entry and that New Jersey can wreck these walls and then a patient has to get their stuff illegally. the black market or whatever because the best uh, the best product is coming out of california that is those these are the competing interests these are the nasty people and those lobbyists yeah they exist
2: oh i know that and that's why legalization won't happen because just your that that only goes for just only doesn't only go for companies it goes for the legislators who say hey i'm making so much money in in this state why would i open it up Is anyone going to buy cannabis from New Jersey if they can buy it in California? So, yes, there's lots of issues when it comes to that.
0: They're they're, they're barely out there yet. I've met a lot of regulators, a lot of politicians, (laughs) as you have from different states and stuff. The the concept of somebody, of, of a state that's making a lot of talk sellers, maybe Colorado might, hiring certain lobbyists at the federal level to say, hey, make sure our tax structure is protected as you guys go federally legal. When you bump into that person, get their name and their number because I want to interview them. <laughs> okay, and when I, ca- I want to call them out on their bullshit. Okay, because but if I'll they exist, I will hunt them down. I will find them. I'm like Salt after she fell out of the helicopter. Remember, <laughs> Salt Angelina Jolie. Oh, I didn't watch Ana? that I mean, Who will find them? I will hunt them. all no, but we want we want transparency. Yes. Be openness about it. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening out there behind the scenes. That's impacting the entire business, the entire economy, and these. this is absolutely true. And you guys are right in the middle of it. I just need to be very careful about what that legislation says and who supports it and why. Because ultimately, we need free market economics. We need interstate trade. We need access for patients and consumers. Yeah. That's why I said, look, I'm going to be in this industry. I'm heading towards brands.
2: Well, you're smart. <laughs>
0: I'm very smart. I'm just kidding. And, you're, and, and you're you guys smarter. are, too. No, I, I love you guys. It's,
2: it's hard. Look, I'm going to be honest. It's really hard to oh. to be an advocate in this industry. Our It used to be our biggest, um, um, you know, um, people that were against us were people that were don't didn't Pol- politician. agree. Usually well, politicians. Usually politicians. didn't agree people, with it. But yeah. now our, the biggest people that are against us are...
3: People that don't agree with what our strategy
2: is—I
0: know, know it's crazy, so, yeah, huh? Like-
3: and I'd like to say, you know, that's frustrating as uh, a, a, a pa- you know patient caregiver advocate, and to see other patients who have like spent so much of their personal money, personal effort, going to work. To, you know, at Capitol buildings throughout the country to pass laws that people are financially benefiting from here. And, you know, yeah. granted, it's kind of limited at this point, but what what about those those kids who are you, you know who were carted around and I mean, my son's not in a wheelchair but i know plenty of people who brought their kids with them in wheelchairs to capitol buildings and they're still not getting and we need help with that yeah. we need help to get federal access because all i i had i had three friends so far this year lose their kids Uh, and I mean, it's heartbreaking as a parent of of a child with a chronic illness, watching other parents with kids with chronic illnesses that are the same as yours pass away and know there is federal legislation. Why are we letting people die? You know, people really are dying. We need everybody in industry and everybody who's interested in in this passing to help. And I started this campaign, Air Shred, for ASA. I, I hope you guys participate. Uh, because I, 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 we, we need to have federal legislation. I don't want to watch any more of my friends' kids pass away, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know that's not reality. I'm going to see friends with kids pass away, but, uh, but, but we need we need everybody's help to get this done. Let's just get it done. I don't understand why people don't get on board.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. and, and this is a discussion, you know. I mean, I, I like to say all I have is red guitar, three chords of the truth, and we have to figure out what's real. Yep. And you got to figure out what, where the wolves are, who the players in the field are, what they're doing. You're navigating an unbelievably complex web trying to achieve an objective that has never been achieved before. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, you're no longer wrestling with the notion, it barely exists at this point, the notion that cannabis um, shouldn't be allowed. Uh, to be to to exist as a choice for individuals there's still 20 30 percent of the public who's like oh cannabis sucks you know and they shouldn't have a choice (laughs) we're on prohibition but you're rest so you're no longer wrestling with that now one of the big things is how do we legalize and who will benefit and then you have individuals and i promise you there are i i was one of them i was a lobbyist in arizona and i've helped educate half the lobbyists in arizona Across the country, I've done things like this and met people like this and politicians, all the way through conferences in Florida and Texas and all these kind of things. I worked with senators and representatives in all these different states, and, uh, and lobbyists and lawyers. It's just lobbyists. I, mean, I just don't like lobbyists. So, but I promise you, they're in there now, and and you know them, yeah. and, and they're the ones who are like, and, and and but they claim to represent industry. Yeah. They do not represent patients and consumers, and if they represent certain members of industry, and they're trying to slow down or impede the progress that your group needs to make in order to legalize federally, we need to call them out. And the consumers and the patients need to know who they are and what they're doing that is slowing it down. And And, and it exists. Trust oh, me, yeah. it exists. And you know it. You know yes, it. You, 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 you tell me who they are and we'll invite I them on the <laughs> podcast. No, we'll, we'll say, hey, you know, this person... It's just send me a note. You know, I won't tell them who gave me the phone number or their name or stuff. This is unshackled. We'll say, "Hey, you know what? We hear that you guys have a lobbyist that's involved in federal legalization. What do you think about this? Tell me the questions asked. ask. Now we'll know it came from you. They they won't because I'll just ask them. You know. But but that's the thing. You know, you got massive corporations that are up there, like in the boardroom yeah. of Truly. God bless them. And and that's a complicated situation. They're like, you know, we support federal legalization, but what's that going to do? with to our business structure yeah. our market structure our business model our investments. and that's what we, we hear have all
2: the time yeah. we
0: have we have a shareholders that we have a duty to for God's sakes and they do have a duty to the shareholders but their duty to their shareholders it should never conflict with the duty we have to patients and consumers but the reality <laughs> yeah, the is beings. the reality is it does and so, you know we should work together more
3: well, yeah, I think absolutely. that you you giving this, us this opportunity to have this conversation is really yeah.
0: meaningful yeah. because
3: uh, you know I, I mean you're right, and I I don't think that calling people out on on this <laughs> would be appropriate, but yeah, I yeah, do no. think like uh, in in this event, MJ Impact is like a great event for social consciousness, also, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a great opportunity to have these conversations and say, like, we can figure something out that yeah. works for everybody. Let's just start the conversations. It's, you know,
0: it's so interwoven. There's no separating yeah, it. And, and George and Kim curate a great event. It's And fantastic. it brings people together, allows yeah. people to have conversations like this. And I hope that as you talk to industry members and they get to know you more, 85, 90 percent of them are like, I'm just happy to be here. I'll deal with however the waves, however <laughs> the waves flow. What do waves do? waves wave however the waves wave right or however the punches roll ebb and flow waves ebb and flow whatever (laughs) happens i'll deal with it as it comes but 10 percent are i said you know what i make the waves like uh like that guy from titanic a real man makes his own luck remember do you (laughs) want it okay it it, it, does anybody like him no (laughs) did you like the guy in the titanic who said that
1: I didn't I'm, watch the movie.
0: That's <laughs> another movie I didn't watch, too. Like, oh, my God. Know, you're I'm you're like 0 a, for 2
3: here. On I, the I'm like a
0: bucket full of cheap 80s references. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, remember the intern from, like, I forgot it. Are the, you going <laughs> to pull up <laughs> 0 for 3 in, movies? In, in between those eight obscure 80s references. Um, no, but, like, that guy. He's like a real man makes his own luck. Why? Because he wanted to take control of the situation that, in the end, Mother Nature and fate had control over. But here, it's not Mother Nature and fate. It's a combination of hundreds, if not thousands of human beings that make up the decision-making process at the federal level. You know? So that's not Mother Nature. Now, who's going to control that? Who's going to impact that? I hope you guys do. Thank you. I just need to be <laughs> very careful because what patients and consumers want is the Amazon-like access, tested, safe, as quickly as possible to their doorstep. What does that fall directly in contra- con- uh, tra- contradiction to? The retail model. Who's going to lobby against your form of legalization? Any retail lobbyists? Are there any? Maybe, maybe not. Of course there are.
2: But would they act, do you think that they would actively lobby against something that's going to help patients? Like, they may not agree with it, but actively lobbying against something that's going to help patients is really... Is this
1: is what I but can say. This to <laughs> have that statement is very this important. This is what it's I something can Something that's going to be very helpful in this to have a medical qualified data from uh, clinical trials. Because oh, yeah. this is really what you can put out and you say, well, but this data needs to be uh, done by universities, by um, like pharma qualified process.
2: Right, right. Usually in
1: Europe, when you when uh, you have uh, something that you don't have a data, they put in the novelty for the program and say, you cannot do it, you cannot use it anyway. But if you want to go and do your clinical trials, we'll give you a chance after probably a couple of years, they review and they give you a chance. That's a lot of money to go through. Well, how do they do it in America? When something, something doesn't have enough uh, data, they say you cannot do it, like if right. federally illegal. And everybody starts their own process to legalize it. But again, as the problem is that everyone, well, they doesn't even do these t- clinical trials because it's expensive yep. and uh, they're very separated. Over here, you see like we need to have fun that uh, that fund is for clinical trials and um this clinical trials (laughs) needs to (laughs) be done exactly in certain ways, so you can use this data and because nobody can tell you you cannot do it and if they see that it uh, cures dementia or it does this type of cancer for yeah so so,
2: but our thought is we don't think there's anyone that's going to do that kind of research until it is federally illegal, right? Until they can they can help not just the people that have epilepsy med- in this
1: state, well, but they but can have can't legally do the medicine. research. They have a medical until cards, so why not? Mm-hmm. They, they can't. have medical cards and doctors that are involved in it. Right? Yeah, but they
0: can't legally do the research because it's a federally illegal substance. So it's like a catch twenty two. They
2: can, but it's really hard to uh, get a to do uh, research on a schedule one drug. So that's the problem. And then if
3: you get that, it's also really expensive. And 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 while you're facing a market where you don't have where you have two hundred thousand patients versus six million, then you know, are you going to spend as much money as it costs to research what what helps my son's epilepsy? You know, and for you know, how many, how many of those 200,000 patients in your state have the same type of epilepsy, where instead you're looking at, like, especially with rare diseases, and, you know, there's so many rare diseases that potential, ha- you know, that cannabis has the potential to be therapeutic for that, uh, you know, that we really need to, especially for rare diseases, have that global access to research and interstate commerce that will free up research from private corporations and stuff.
1: That's why I was, as I was encouraging the global research. Yeah. Otherwise, yes. it, yeah. we do it on a small yeah. scale as we do it right now. It's uh-uh. going to be not enough, not sufficient data.
0: Well, they are researching in, in other countries. Like even in, yep. in Mexico they have, or in Canada, they have institutes and, and research things going on. We have stuff going on in the United States, but not mm-hmm. to scale. Yeah. So well, we got to wrap this up. And uh, so Piper, Debbie, you guys want to give some closing thoughts? How do, how do people get a hold of you?
2: So uh, I encourage you to look at our website, safeaccessnow.org. We have a ton, a ton of free information, a bunch of reports, uh, scientific reports. Everything we do is is backed by science. Uh, Free information for patients, for legislators. We help you teach you how to advocate. We give you resources, sign up for emails or newsletters, or help us out by becoming a member or donating.
3: Yeah, to member donating. And then I'd like to also add to that my ASA challenge, the Air Shred for ASA. (laughs) So it's just, uh, I just donated to Americans for safe access. I challenge you four people to Air Shred for ASA. This is how I shred. And you can just tear up uh, the DEA schedule and uh, challenge those four people. And hopefully this goes viral and gets, you know, some, some mainstream media talking about this issue. And so we can get some, some progress on stuff. I like that. Yeah.
2: Just <laughs> look, stuff. look up hashtag air shred for ASA and you'll see a bunch of videos. People up
0: there. Excellent. Excellent. And so we'll, we should show, maybe we'll show a video here. We'll see if we can <laughs> edit that in somehow. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate the conversation. And of course, keep doing the good work that you're doing. Just watch your back. That's all I'm saying. Watch your back. I constantly because, am. Because I think
3: that's where we disagree. You're kind of cynical.
0: I'm that's, more of an optimist. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah.
2: cynical, so I'm no, with you.
0: No, <laughs> uh, no, be, 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 no, I'm just a realist. Everything's going to be fine in the end. OK. okay? Like, you know, the, 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 a river runs through it. You know, a, a, a river to the ocean goes. Uh, to, 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 what's what's the old phrase? River to the ocean goes a blessing for the under- undertow, where it goes, no one knows. Only the know river that. knows. It's like an old poem, but it's like everything's like water. It's gonna end in the end, the inevitable flow of things. It's just it's gonna happen. But these little busy beavers are out there. <laughs> Beaver is my favorite, and, 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 animal. and you might. What, 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 what happens is they create a little dam. Because they're concerned about the little bit of water. So suddenly, this water is getting held up like a little lake up in the Rocky Mountains, you know, like this, because they're going to protect their own interests.
3: Beavers are smart, though. I don't think we should continue to use the beaver analogy. They're good (laughs) for the environment. Beavers do good. What's another human being? What's another animal that
0: manipulates its own environment as much as a beaver? I don't know. Oh, man. You should watch that documentary,
3: Leave It to Beaver. He's have you seen that? Guy. Yes. That's, oh, you have?
0: Yes. That's well, well anyway. Leave sorry. it to beavers. Just watch your back.
3: Beavers are great. Another episode of
0: Meet on Shackle. Thank you.